Cancer Detection Testing Laboratory, LabMD, has been embroiled in a complex data security dispute with the Federal Trade Commission for the last seven years. But on November 13th, the FTC's chief administrative law judge delivered a major victory for LabMD by dismissing the FTC's complaint. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with LabMD's chief executive officer, Michael Doherty, who will give his analysis of the judge's ruling and tell us what's next for LabMD. Michael, first, congratulations on the judge's ruling. Obviously, you were hoping that the judge would rule in favor of LabMD, but were you at all surprised by this decision and why? Yeah, we were very surprised because, honestly, we always thought the judge was a very good judge. From the beginning of opening arguments, we were impressed by his uh, clarity and his engagement, the amount of work he did on grasping the facts, and very penetrating questions he himself asked all witnesses, my lawyers and the FTC lawyers. But the FTC has written procedural rules for itself that Congress has approved that are so broad and lower their standards of proof so much that they allow hearsay and they allow basically no discovery. And the the lawyers get to protect themselves with their attorney privilege even though they're not operating as lawyers during the investigation, they're operating as investigators. So, So to have such an intensely strong smackdown of the FTC in a court system that's very stacked in their favor. All these rules they make for themselves are not possible in a federal court level. It was something that we were very surprised. So it was really the system versus the ruling that was surprising. So now Judge Chappelle's decision to dismiss the case isn't necessarily the end of this case. His decision could be appealed by the FTC's Consumer Protection Division. And if that happens, FTC's four commissioners would then rule on the case. And if that happened, it's possible that the commissioners could still rule against LabMD. Now, if that were to happen, what will you do? Well, that's correct. And Josh Wright, who just resigned as commissioner, wrote a story about a year and a half ago about how the Federal Trade Commission in the last 20 years has ruled in favor of its staff lawyers 100% of the time. Yet, when they get to court, those people, the companies that do appeal, win half the time when they get outside the confines of the stacked deck administrative process because the rules change and they don't have nearly, like just allowing hearsay. So um, obviously because of the history of the Federal Trade Commission, that's one of the things we've always fought against is the administrative court process being incredibly biased uh, and the judicial system has been very frustrated in not being able to stop this. By law, they couldn't stop the procedure, but it was always ruled on on really legal grounds, not on the merits. So when people would see that LabMD would, quote-unquote, continually lose its motions, we weren't losing on our merits of the case. We were losing on the fact that the judicial system in Congress has ruled you can't interrupt administrative process until it's over. And so while the judges had very scathing comments about the case in the 11th Circuit, they also ruled they couldn't intervene yet, accent on the word yet. So, um, of course, if you look at the history, we expect the FTC to overturn the judge, and we expect to go to federal court and have a very good shot at prevailing. You know, this is really all about the Federal Trade Commission not verifying the evidence they had, and when you've got as much power as they have, and as many companies that typically roll over, um, they're not used to people pushing back. 
So now, Michael, you just said that you would not be surprised if this thing continues. If you're surprised again and the FTC's Consumer Protection Division does accept Judge Chappelle's decision and lets this FTC case finally end, what's next for you in LabMD? Well, you know, I've had a lot of questions about, you know, winning, winning, winning isn't a great we won. And I, and I said a lot in the press the past week, what did we win? Because the company's dead. It's very much like being rushed off to the hospital after your funeral. This really destroyed the reputation of the company. I've learned that it's, I think it's the human condition, not just the media, but people assume you're guilty till proven innocent. And we have been on gargantuan defense. And, and because, because one employee had lime wire on one workstation that exposed one folder against the company policy, the whole thing's fallen down because of all the allegations that were, what the judge ruled, were completely unsupported. So I think I will, obviously I can't go backwards. LabMD cannot come back. All the executive team has left Georgia and they've moved around the country. So I'll just have to make lemonade out of lemon. I am writing another book on this and I'll let the dust settle and see where it goes. Still very active in Congress, still very active in D.C., educating people about the amazing power. It's one thing to talk about the power an agency has. It's quite different and much more compelling to show what they really will do. What is really getting a lot of attention is the fact that you know, we had a congressional report. We had the Justice Department come in, give this guy criminal immunity. He just torched all the evidence. They did not question back. They, they, that's because they can't. They did not verify their evidence on either alleged actions. And that's why the judge couldn't just rule in their favor. I mean, you can't. It's not true just because the government says so. And we destroyed all their credibility on this. What's terrifying is I think this is um, pretty routine there. And that's what needs to change. And I think that's probably where my energies will go in the future is getting more awareness so that we get people that are really guilty of things instead of people that are bullied into settling because it's a better business decision. Now, you had said, again, the the company is over and that the idea of being bullied by a government agency is not something that you would be, you know, in favor of ever doing. Do you have any regrets, though, in in fighting this case? Would it have been easier or better for LabMD if you would have accepted the enforcement action and just moved on from there? No, and I have no regrets. I mean, I really, I mean, I think being an entrepreneur, you expect a tsunami to hit you any day and it's part of the deal and you always pick up and move on. But, but even more specifically, if you look at the facts of the case and the reputational harm in medicine, everyone is ready just to l- jump on any medical facility right now, whether, I mean, I don't care what the size, and just shame them into the ground for having any data security weakness possible. In a world where data security perfection is unattainable, and if you work in medicine, which most of the people criticizing don't, you know that perfection is never attainable. Now, that does not mean you're slovenly, but LabMD was not slovenly. But the fact that we were accused so aggressively came a load of assumption. So I'm not sorry at all because our reputation would have been destroyed. Basically, if, you, if you're a surgeon using LabMD services and we have agreed to a 20-year consent decree, there's no one in the country that would believe we did nothing wrong. So we would have been branded as a risk. And then if a surgeon would have continued to use us and there would have been a real breach, he would have had some liability and continued to use us. So that's where the decision to move forward was so much different than other people that have settled or been really attacked by the FTC because 
patients weren't out there. There wasn't a victim. We didn't believe there was a breach. They never would use the word breach, even though the media kept saying the word breach. The FTC never used the word breach. Even in the press release in 2013, they didn't use the word breach. And, it, and so that just shows how people sort of fill in the blanks and, and make up their own narrative, and we would have paid the price. And the last thing about that is Tyversa would have kept, if we would have just paid off Tyversa, I get that question a lot too, they would have just kept on lying. I mean, you just can't roll, especially a medical facility. Can you imagine how abhorrent it is to consider paying someone that won't give you proof to a cancer detection center? How abhorrent is that that we would actually roll over to that? That, the people that do that don't stop once they get you. They keep squeezing the orange to get more juice. So I just, there was, there's no way I'm sorry. Am I sad? Am I angry? Am I appalled? Am I terrified at the vast number of people that thought we were guilty to prove an innocent? Absolutely. Am I sorry? Not a bit. So now, Michael, what do you think the legacy of this LabMD dispute with the FTC will be when it comes to FTC data security enforcement cases against other companies? Well, I hope I, I actually don't think this is over, uh, and, and which is I'm glad because I want I want people to understand their self interest in the case, not just looking at LabMD cases, some sort of you know soap opera on television. I want the government to. Be, have their wings clipped in this government overreach. This is, you, you can't go after an organization, especially one that diagnoses cancer. I, I still am in shock about this to this day. With evidence that you didn't verify, and then having the media and the world rely on their trust of the government that that's true. I mean, you know, when, when the government says something, they get a heavy, le- heavier level of trust than other accusers. And they violated that trust and they exploited it. And they exploited the media and they exploited the American public in, in allowing them to assume that they verified this evidence. And they absolutely did not. And that will come out some more and hopefully that will then force the FTC to go after, to create standards, to announce rules, to work with industry instead of attack them. We were used to HHS, which was much more collaborative in the development of HIPAA. You know, we're highly regulated, always were. God along with our regulators. Actually, people laugh. I, we enjoyed our regulators. I mean, we worked together as a team because we had knowledge of medicine and we were doing together. And I don't find the knowledge of the investigators in, in the FTC evident at all in technology. They're just lawyers out to enforce and there's a very big cultural difference and it has to change because it will not be successful it will not help medicine it will not help in, in, improve cybersecurity. Uh, it actually hurts the agency and their credibility so they need to stop going after their mentality that if something could happen it did happen and go after places where things actually did happen and communicate more proactively with the community and the private sector on what the expectations are. So, Michael, you just said what you'd like to see from the government side. When it comes to data security, based on everything that's happened with LabMD and its case, what's your best advice to other healthcare companies when it comes to their data security? 
Well, I think um, it's funny because we didn't do anything wrong, and I know even after all this goes on that some people might still think that's like I'm in denial, but we really didn't. People still have all these assumptions of what we didn't do, you know, and, and we, we had firewalls and we had four IT people full time, and we were only 25 to 40 employees the whole time. So, you know, my best advice is to know that a breach is not a breach. Uh, a law firm is not a law firm. Find people that will actually defend you and tell you not to roll over until the, the facts are there. But the odds of being attacked by the FTC are very slim, and we always had great data security practices. That's why they couldn't prove anything, even their expert witnesses. I mean, they told their expert witnesses to rely on Tiversa and to assume we had flawed data security practices. So those experts didn't even look at those things. They just took them as a given. You know, that's terrifying stuff to make assumptions on things you don't have to even look. So, you know, I wish I could say there's a lot people that people could do. I think you just need to stay vigilant, understand it's an ever-expanding, changing world, just like medicine always is anyway, and rely on technology experts. But if the government comes knocking at your door right now, it's not a fair playing field, and they think you're guilty. And know that. But they don't just arbitrarily knock at your door. If they're knocking on your door, they've already done a ton of research and they think you're busted. And don't let them exploit your naivete and trust like we had ours exploited. We were so pro-regulators, so positive about the state of Georgia regulators and, and laboratory medicine. We, we still are very positive about that department. Our very last inspection before we closed was a perfect score. And so I don't want to throw the baby out the bathwater. I just think the FTC has to improve itself, and I think Health and Human Services needs to step up and tell the FTC to stay out of healthcare until you, you educate yourself on healthcare and technology. Because when you don't know what you don't know and you have as much power as you have, this is what happens. Thanks, Michael. I've been speaking to LabMD CEO Michael Doherty. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.